Hey, how's it going? This is Josh, and I want to welcome you to episode 2 of Tech with Josh. This episode is titled, The 2020 iPad Pro Just Changed the Game. Why, you ask? Well, it's new. Now, seriously, it actually brought a ton of new features that's amazing for Pro users. Let's dive in. The first feature I want to touch on is the M1 processor. For any of you that have been keeping up with Apple, you know how powerful it is. For those of you who haven't, been keeping up or don't know what the M1 is, it's the new SOC, system on the chip that Apple developed using the ARM architecture for the MacBook Pro and Mac Mini and MacBook Air back in late last year, around November. And they moved away from Intel and AMD, so they're providing their own CPU and GPU to their machines, and it's amazingly powerful and it uses less energy, so the performance per watt is so much stronger than Intel. And it's cheap. What do I mean by cheap? They were able to give this much power at the same price point as the previous offering. And now they're bringing it over to iPad Pro without increasing the pricing. So this processor outruns most mobile chips and now it's part of your iPad Pro. What does that power mean? Are you going to play some games and that's it? No, the iPad Pro is meant as a productivity device for Pro users. Well, a lot of people we know buy it to have the best. And they're not going to take advantage of it. But still, it comes with some caveats, such as everything I'm going to talk about that might make it worth your next purchase. But... The main reason I'm so excited for the M1 processor and these new iPad Pros is because of the potential. Like I said, it's a Pro device, or that's what it's supposed to be, but applications such as Logic and Final Cut Pro are not on it, and those are Apple-created apps. Apple developed these apps, and they're Pro apps that I use on my MacBook Pro, and a lot of other users use them. But we don't have access to on the iPad Pro, so we have to use things such as Luma Fusion for video editing on the iPad Pro or, God forbid, iMovie. So with this, we might see ports of these applications. And the reason behind that is because of Rosetta 2, which is what Apple has for the legacy apps to work on the M1 Macs. So if they can do that on the MacBooks... Why can't they do on the iPad? Which is what they can do with the new Swift design coding they're using that gives you a unified app that works across different things iOS, iPad OS, and also Mac OS. So, besides the M1 processor, the next thing I want to talk about that makes this a real pro device is something that's only coming to the 12.9 inch variant of the iPad Pro, and that's the mini LED screen. What is mini LED? It's the technology, so LED is a light bulb, basically. So mini LED, there's 10,000 miniature LEDs inside the iPad Pro 12.9 inch screen. And why is that important? Well, it means you're getting the best picture quality you can on the iPad with this screen. So it's close to OLED style colors for the blacks, deeper blacks. It's high contrast because it's the same contrast ratio and technology as the Apple Pro Display, which is a 6K resolution screen with a 
million to one contrast ratio so HDR content will look amazing on there so you have this technology in your hands but the main reason why is for the color grading the color accuracy of this will be way better than the traditional screens that the iPads have been using and you're still getting the buttery smooth 120 Hz Pro Motion display and the Apple Pencil compatibility what's so important about the 120 Hz just the way it flows it's smoother the scrolling less jittery and android users have had this for years on their phones on the one pluses of the world the rg phones even the galaxies apple just has an ipad pro because i don't know but it's amazing and with mini led it's gonna be even better so now you have the processor and the screen at pro levels what's next thunderbolt Apple brought Thunderbolt into the iPad Pro and this is big why because of speed you may say but Josh on paper Thunderbolt 3 goes 40 gigabits per second and USB 4 is the same thing 40 gigabits per second it's not the same Thunderbolt is just like Firewire was some more consistent speed you can daily change accessories off of it and do so much more with it like hubs actual hubs not these little dongles so let's take for example my gtech raid systems i have here so i have multiple gtech hard drives for my server and everything so the good thing about it is i can plug it directly into my ipad and guess what transfer files full screen that way and work off of it if final cut pro comes to the ipad wink wink apple come on so if final cut does come to it or logic or any of these pro apps you will be able to work off external drives at full speed so you don't have to put anything onto the ipad storage like i know you can work off usb-c but it's so slow when you're working with big files and if you're recording with a red magic pro camera or whatever Blackmagic Pro or Red camera, those file types are large. A lot of people can't do their workload on the iPad with that, so they have the MacBooks. And people like Austin Evans and MKBHD, they already swapped to them one MacBook Pros because of the battery life with the more amazing and also the performance. So if you're getting that same performance in the iPad form factor, which is it's more and portable why wouldn't you and then also it seems with the photo that apple put out with connecting it to a external display with thunderbolt you don't have that four by three aspect ratio anymore you get full screen <laughs> which was so wrong you get this ipad pro the 2018 or 2020 and you plugged it into a external monitor you got black bars I'm not playing CSGO, bro. I don't want black bars on my screen. I want to be productive. And hopefully, they make it work as a second screen now with Thunderbolt and stuff. Just mirroring your display except for certain apps. For like LumaFusion with your timeline and everything. But hopefully, we want her hope. So, the next thing that's a game changer 5G. On last episode, I talked about the hype. Well, I've been using 5G since I got the iPhone 12 Pro Max. And I'm in New York City. 5G works well when it works. 
Let me just say that. When it works, it works well. When I was in, uh, where was I, Philly? I've got, I hit speeds of over 700 megabytes on my phone. On the phone, did you need that? No. But on the iPad, yes. So, I have an iPad Pro 2017 10.5 inch cellular, which I use, and I use it as a hotspot for my MacBook Pro when I'm not home. When I'm traveling or something, I don't like using public Wi-Fi. Don't feel like paying for a VPN. I have a VPN. Just don't feel like loading up sometimes. And if I have my iPad Pro, why not use it? It's in my phone plan, you know? Or if, like, this past week I was away for a week out of state, I took the iPad with me and used it for GPS while driving. Right to my phone because the battery life on this is bigger. So that's the main thing. You have 5G connectivity. So if you're uploading a video, if you're a YouTuber and you want to upload a video, 5G is amazing. And guess what? Your MacBook Pro, even though it's M1, doesn't have 5G built in. Whereas the iPad does. Tether off the iPad. And guess what? Wi-Fi sits. When you tether on it, so you have the fastest Wi-Fi available right now. So you say, okay, that's great, okay. But what happened if you're working from home and your iPad is your Zoom caller? Well, we know they have the studio microarrays with the new M1s and even with the 16-inch MacBook Pro. They've been improving the mics on these devices. But the iPad Pro has something called sensor stage. Whereas the camera, the front-facing camera, is ultra-wide now. It follows you and keeps you in focus. They demonstrated this with a video call going on and... A guy's talking while cooking, then his daughter comes to the screen, and it focuses on her because she's the one talking, then focuses back to him, which might sound like gimmicky, but if you have done video calls because of the pandemic, you can understand how hard is it to get in focus with these webcams. My 2018 MacBook Pro webcam is a potato, and a lot of these Mac ones are. Even the iMac Pro with its 1080p FaceTime HD camera, wasn't that great. And you usually have to buy, like I bought a cheap webcam that I got on sale for like $14 and it works great. But with that new iPad, I'm waiting to see how it is. Because I definitely am buying one next week when it can be pre-ordered, April 30th. And so storage, 128, 256, 512 or one terabyte. But now it also comes in two terabytes. 16 gig RAM for one terabyte, two terabyte version. Do I need it? No. I'm personally going with the 8 gig, 128 gig storage. Why? Because I have a USB 3C, USB 3.1 hub with a 400 gig NVMe drive in it with USB ports attached and HDMI. So I personally don't need storage. I have, like I said, the store, uh, file server at home and I have cloud space. If I won't watch a movie, I'll just scream it. <laughs> I have unlimited on my data plan. But I'm getting it because performance is going to be amazing and what I can potentially do in the future with these Apple productivity apps maybe coming in the near future. We got to wait for WWDC. And in case you want, the, the Magic Keyboard comes away now. So, like I said, the 2021 iPad Pro just changed the game. And I'll do a review once I get it. Take care and see you guys in the next one.